With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nazios. And the first game of our wide-ranging slate of Thursday games pertains to the Toronto Maple Leafs who are visiting the Buffalo Sabres tonight, the lowly Sabres who have been struggling a bit, and then the Leafs who are the masters of the loser point. What do we think for this one? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, not last game though. Last game, uh, the Rangers got him back, but uh, I'm looking at the over-under here. I'm not picking a team. Set pretty high. It's set at seven goals, but these teams have combined for at least seven goals in nine of their last 10 head-to-head meetings. So when they meet, it's usually a score fest and they've already played once this season. Um, Buffalo beat them 6-4 back in November. So I do think the Leafs win, but my favorite bet here is to take the goals. Uh, last game, Buffalo allowed nine goals to Columbus. So what do you think is going to happen when they face the second best offense in the league? Probably something similar. And, and I guess I also am wondering about the Leafs though, right? With their goaltending, like Buffalo, yeah. obviously things aren't going well, but they do have the pieces that can score at will when they're rolling. Yeah. It looks like, uh, from what I know, Samsonov's going to be back in goal tonight. So, uh, he kind of needs to have a decent performance there. It's pretty wild that Martin Jones has stolen the crease from Ilya Samsonov. But, um, yeah, it's just Leafs games had Leafs have been involved in a lot of goal fest lately. They've combined with their opponents to total at least seven goals in each of their last five. So win, lose. I like a lot of goals here. Leafs have hit the over in 17 games this season. That's over 58% of the time. So I think the Leafs will win. They owe Buffalo one back for their earlier meeting this year. But the goals is the best bet. And it's paying pretty nice on BetMGM. It's a high total at over seven. Usually, you know, the the totals are set at 6.5. So seven is quite a bit, but it's 2.05 to one. And as I mentioned earlier, at least seven goals in nine of their last 10 meetings. So um, that's that's my favorite bet here. Now, what about number 34 for the Maple Leafs? He's been red hot in December. Do we see a goal happening tonight? Yeah, it's tough to bet against him right now. I feel like he's scoring two goals every game, right? So I do like him to score until he gets into one of his cold streaks again. And he usually finds the twine against Buffalo. One of those goals against the Rangers last game was just ridiculous. It's one of those goals that only Austin Matthews can seem to score. So I would check out a same game parlay here. Leafs to win. Austin Matthews to score and the over 6.5 goals pays four to one. Austin Matthews is a big favorite in the Rocket Richard uh, trophy odds right now, even though he he has a slim lead in the goals race. He's 2.1 to one to win the Rocket. And he's actually 13 to one in the Hart trophy odds, which is a pretty compelling bet if you ask me, because McDavid does not look. I still think McDavid will win the Art Ross race, but he doesn't look like he's going to run away with it. And if you look at some of the guys on the leaderboard in points, a lot of them aren't on really good teams. you got to question whether they're going to make the playoffs. Right. Goals count for a bit more. If Austin's going to score 60 to 70 goals this year, which he's 
on pace for. He's not even on pace for more than that. 13 to 1 odds, something to consider, just like he uh, won the Hart Trophy in his 60 goal season a couple seasons ago. That is some good value. Um, now, shifting over to our next game, the Nashville Predators are visiting the Philadelphia Flyers. The mm-hmm. Flyers are red hot, man. 7 0 and 1 this month. They are yeah. just buzzing. They're a dominant team off the rush. They're dominant on the cycle. They're competing off the charts. And the Predators still in the thick of the wild card race, but it's hard to bet against the Flyers this time of year. I can't bet against them right now. I just can't. So they're giving pretty good odds at home 1.78 to 1 on the money line. They're 7 0 and 1 this month. Their only loss coming to these Predators last week. So I think we'll have a bit of a revenge game here. You know, as you mentioned, Torts has them playing his style perfectly. They've won three straight at home. I just look at that lineup and you kind of question exactly how they're doing, especially their back end. Like they're back end, but they're playing good defensive hockey. So that's a commitment from the whole team. That's what Torts gets out of his teams. So there, I like the Flyers on the money line. I don't think they're going to lose two in a short span to Nashville, especially when they've been playing so great at home lately. And I'm going to take a different kind of way about the prop player props with some of my player prop picks on this show. We always like to bet the overs, right? Yeah. Eric, bet the over, bet the over, bet the guy to get points, bet the guy to get goals. I'm going to take an under here on a flyer forward who's kind of been struggling, might be entering towards his doghouse compared to how some of the other guys are playing. And that would be Scott Lawton, I believe. That's the guy I'm taking. So he played under 10 minutes last game, under 0.5 points. Not great odds. It's 1.5 to 1, but it's it's not a lock, but it might be close to lock. Look, somebody can get an assist anywhere. He's pointless in five straight. He's getting less and less ice time as the season goes along. Torres has guys like Tyson Forster, who he's giving a lot more ice time to. He has only three points in his last 15 games. So 1.5 to 1. I'm going to take those odds and count on them to be pointless once again. I like that too, because first of all, Lawton's not playing power play time, and his line mates are Nick Delorie and Garnet Hathaway on the fourth line. That's going to be as tight of a checking. Like, that's going to be, you know, if you said a shot prop, I don't know. I also don't know offhand Lawton's shot metrics, but I think, you know, whether Lawton gets out of Torx's doghouse or not, it may not even depend on scoring points, right? Because the way Torx wants him to play. So that's a pretty good bet. I like the under. The unders are hard, though, because they always, you always are, are, you're fearing them not scoring as opposed to rooting for someone to win. Yeah, exactly. But like you said, um, you know, DeLaurier and Hathaway are his line mates. If we were betting on a backyard brawl, listen, I'd really take Lawton in his line. But if we're taking points, I'm yeah. going to take him under here. Exactly. Absolutely. And uh, now shifting over to the Washington Capitals facing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus, it, it almost seems like Columbus will have every fourth game. They'll score like a touchdown. So and weird, man. It's odd. And then the Capitals are still relevant, but not exciting in any way. Um, whereas the Blue Jackets can be exciting, but standings wise, they're not relevant. Weird game in so many ways. But this is a back to back and the Capitals, they thrive on those. They do. They are 5-0 and in the second half of back-to-backs this season. Very impressive. They're paying great on the money line, too. 1.87 to 1. I thought they'd be much bigger favorites. Look, they're not scoring. They're not the Washington Capitals we've come to expect year over year. But they're getting it done. They're getting wins. They're fifth, I believe, fifth in the Eastern Conference in points percentage. So this is a good team this season. You mentioned Columbus and their goal-scoring prowess. Yeah, they blew out the Sabres the other night, 9-4. to four. But this team hasn't won two in a row in 12 games. They've only won two, two in a row twice all season. 
not a very good team. They still have injuries they're, they're dealing with. I love, I love the caps on the road here on the money line at 1.87 to 1. I definitely think this is a great, a great odds and a very high percentage bet to make here. But we will be keeping our eye on one guy here, the grade eight. The struggles have continued. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You talk about how it's with betting the we always bet the over and whatnot. Yeah. It seems it <laughs> seems with Ovi that it is one of those things where time and time again you got well, he's got to score eventually. But I have to say, in this game, but he's got to score tonight. Man, he's gotta score. He's gotta score soon. 14 games. It's pretty he's blown past his longest career goal drought. Um actually feel a bit bad for him. It's gonna be interesting. I thought it was a lock, just a matter of time. Obviously not this season till he catches Gretzky. Now you got to kind of think about it again. But yeah. he's only got five goals all season, one of which came in the last meeting between these two. He's 2.3 to 1 to score tonight. I bet on him last time and he didn't score, just to be, have full disclosure here. But I'm betting on him again. He's got to break the drug sooner or later. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it, it almost seems like with each game though passing by, I think the odds would get even slimmer because it's like how how can he continue at this rate? But further to the Gretzky point, it is interesting because we always thought he was a safe bet. Like he's on pace for fourteen goals right now. Yeah, that's crazy, it, man. It's it, unfortunately it could be the beginning of the end of the OV we know, but hopefully tonight we end that goal draft. But do you think he has one run in him this year where he gets like eight goals in ten games again, like he always does? Or do you think that that I don't think this, is, I don't think this is like what I've seen this year. This is an OV man. Mm. This is like he's got the Ovechkin jersey, but it's not like it's not like he's like having terrible luck. He's not mm. a factor in these games, man. Like that's the thing. That's why it's so concerning. Like yeah. I think I think he'll finish with at least twenty, um, and I'm sure he'll have like a, a hot streak. But I just don't see the gravity being what we have come to know with him. And I think father times caught up with him, honestly. Fair enough. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch as the season rolls along. Absolutely. Especially with, as you said, the, the caps still being relevant, even though they're not relevant for why I like them to be. Um, now the next stop, Carolina hurricanes visiting the Pittsburgh penguins. It's weird for Pittsburgh. Things are starting to kind of crumble there in a lot of ways. Um, they try to make a run this year. It's not going well. Hurricanes, they're in a playoff spot. Maybe not where they were supposed to be. But these two teams going out here, it's interesting, especially because Carolina's not a great team on the road. They're not. They're 8-10 and 10 on the road this season. Two unpredictable teams this season. Um, Carolina's usually very predictable in a good way, but they haven't been this season. And Pittsburgh, another one of those teams where you don't really know what you're going to get, but I like them on the money line here. They're paying 2.05 to 1 as the home team. Carolina's won only two of their last six on the road, struggled on the road this season. Sandwiched around a 7-0 embarrassing defeat to the Maple Leafs, the Penguins have three wins. They're 5-2-1 in their last eight at home. So I'm going to roll with him then to get the W here. I feel like it's kind of a coin toss, a bit of a pick em, but I'll roll with the home team and the better odds in that case. There is somebody from Carolina that I'm going to have an eye out, eye out for. Just came back from injury and on the board last game. Yeah, Andre Shvetchnikov is, he's kind of the forgotten sniper of the NHL, I think, in a lot of ways. High volume shooter is a pretty safe bet to score a 30 goal clip every year and a huge part of the Hurricanes offense, especially because he can put it in the back of the net. Yeah, so 
Injury, recovering from off-season surgery, missed the first few games this year. He had another injury he was just dealing with. Came back earlier than I expected. He was back last game. What do you know? He scores a goal in his first game back. I like the yeah. shots prop for him. Over two and a half shots, 1.72 to one. He had four shots in his last game, his first game back, where he also scored. And he's gone over two and a half shots in five of his last six. So at 1.72 to one, I like that prop for Andre Svechnikov, the over tonight. I like it too, because the Penguins are bleeding out high danger chances against as yeah. well and i think that if anyone's gonna capitalize on that efficiency it is andre svechnikov um now another thing too you talked about the capitals is this being the end what about the penguins man like sid cross sid is in his in his glory era now malkin is kind of regressed which is weird but sid's still buzzing i don't know though i, I don't know what to make of this team especially from a betting standpoint every night because I think Crosby's a safe, like, one-plus-point guy to bet on. But in terms of, like, the other guys, it's so volatile this year. Yeah, it's uh, – I hate seeing it because, like you said, Crosby's still playing at an elite level. He's still a top-10 center in the game with an exclamation point for me, not at, like, number 10, you know. He's, no. like, probably closer to 5 than 10 for me. He's outstanding, and it, it pains me to watch some of these games. I'm just, like, such a huge fan of Sid and all the work he does to put into the – like the team, but he a bit forced, he kind of played the role of the GM and forced the hand to bring back Malkin and Latang. Um, I still think Malkin's a good player. I'm not sure he's worth what he's getting paid, but he has his spurts here and there. I don't know. The Penguins got to put it together. You don't know. They're very unpredictable. I don't know what to make of them yet. They're not in a playoff spot right now. I think they'll get hot at some point this season, but they might go on another big losing streak as well. So it was embarrassing the way they missed the playoffs last year. Sid doesn't want to miss the playoffs again. The Eastern Conference is ultra competitive. I think they'll sneak in, but it's hard to see who they're going to sneak in over. Yeah, they have to get really hot and for a long time too. Yeah. It's, yeah, odds aren't in their favor, that's for sure. Now, next up, the St. Louis Blues are visiting the Florida Panthers. Um, Blues, obviously, they, uh, they're doing quite well since Drew Bannister has stepped behind the bench. Florida still uh, comfortably in a playoff spot as well, but they've been stumbling lately a bit. Do we like the Blues in this one? I like the Blues on the puck line. I don't All know right. if they're going to win. They have been doing well since Drew Bannister took over the reins, except last game when they got pumped in Florida by a little up north from Miami to Tampa 6-1 the other night. So they did get pumped. I think they're going to bounce back. But as you mentioned, Florida a bit of a struggle lately. They've lost three of their last four, including losses to – kind of lowly teams in Seattle and Calgary, teams not really fighting for a playoff spot. The Blues haven't lost by two goals or more to the Panthers in almost five years. So I don't know if they're going to win tonight, but I think they'll definitely be competitive, a lot more competitive than they were against Tampa last game at uh, plus 1.5 on the puck line. So they can still lose as long as they don't lose by two goals or more. They're paying 1.71 to one. So I like those odds. Another thing I've been watching out for I feel like Florida's getting a bit disrespected in the Stanley Cup odds. Yeah, that's a fair. I think it's a fair point because I think, first of all, people are forgetting that they were out without Montour and Ekblad for like the first three months. Oh, yeah. Two months. Top two defensemen. Yeah. And they were still staying relevant in that span. I think that Kachuk hasn't even gotten started on this year. I think he's a bit tired from last year, but I think that he's going to turn it up, especially the playoffs. I actually think that you're right. Keeping an eye on some cup odds could be smart here. Yeah, so I'm looking at the long-term futures market here. At BetMGM, Florida to win the Stanley Cup is paying 19 to 1. 
This is a team built for the playoffs. Totally. This is a, this is a team that's built for the playoffs. We saw what high, look, any goalie can get hot and go on a run, but Bobrovsky's proven he's been a stellar goalie before, and he was dominant in stretches in the playoffs last year. He goalied team after team after not, you know, losing the reins to Alex Lyon for a portion. So 19 to 1, those are the six best odds of any team in the Eastern. There's five teams with better odds to win the Cup than the Florida Panthers. I think those are those are great odds to roll the dice on Florida to win the Cup right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe we see a trend here of the Panthers squeaking in as like a sixth or seventh or eighth seed, upsetting the first place team, maybe Boston again, and then going on a run. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But they are, unless they fall apart, they're in a better position right now. And uh, Boston, as we've seen, they're sliding a bit. The Eastern Conference is going to be wide really, open. yeah, really wild right till the end of season. I, th- I think you're right. Taking a bet on a team that's done it before and is built to do it again is a wise choice. Now, next up, Vegas Golden Knights are visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, two of the top 10, fringe top 10, I should say, um, offenses yes. in the league. Fair, fair. But, but there's a lot of personnel there. There is a lot of strong places on both sides. Are we going for goals, wins, puck line? What are you feeling, George? Definitely feeling the over here. 6.5 goals, paying a nice 1.95 to 1 at BetMGM. As you mentioned, they're on the fringe. Eighth and ninth best offenses in the league. But these teams have combined to score at least seven goals in four of their last five head-to-head meetings. You got the, as you said, you got the personnel there. You got the Braden points, the Nikita Kutrovs, who's having an unbelievable season. You got Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marshall on the other side. The list just goes on and on. Steve Stamkos had a four-goal game last week. So both these teams can light it up with the best of them. I love the over here at 6.5 goals. I think a pretty safe same-game parlay here is to bet over 6.5 goals. Lightning to score in the first period, which they've done in eight of their last nine, and Lightning plus 2.5. So as long as they don't lose by three goals or more, you take those three over 6.5 goals, Lightning to score in the first, Lightning plus 2.5. It pays 2.9 to one as a same game parlay at BetMGM. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too, because I think obviously Tampa Bay is kind of underrated in some ways. They're they're not the same Lightning we know them as, but Nikita Kucherov, I think he's still being underrated because we're not, he's not getting enough heart love in my, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of the most underrated guys in the league for quite a bit. Now he was, he had some serious injury issues a couple seasons where he missed a whole regular season and he missed a lot of, of another season, but he is just, every time he gets on the ice, you expect the guys to, not guy to get two points a game or something. Yeah. So he's actually second in the heart trophy odds to Connor McDavid right now. He's paying 4.75 to one couple things that work against them. One first. Sorry. He should be first, man. Oh yeah. It is the long-term market though. Right. Right now he should be the favorite, but I think they're looking, they're looking at what's going to happen by the end of the season. And most people would roll with McDavid, but 4.75 to one. There's a couple things working against him that we've spoken about before. One is he's a winger. It's tough for wingers to win the heart trophy without being extremely dominant. The second, and I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, is it's really tough to make win the Hart Trophy if you miss the postseason. And Tampa, based on points per game, is not in the playoff spot right now. Yeah, and that that you're right. That is a fair point. And the Oilers, actually, meanwhile, they're they're trucking along as usual, and they could end up being in a playoff spot, which, of course, would help me David's odds there. They go and base the New Jersey Devils tonight. 
a team that is sort of, I mean, the Devils are just kind of not falling apart, but like they've definitely regressed from last season. Oilers are on the upswing. Two teams with volatile goalie situations, and they'll probably play a factor tonight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The to- Oilers just inconsistent. Look, three-game losing streak right now, coming off an eight-game winning streak, coming off a four-game losing streak, coming yeah. off a three-game winning streak. Like, I, So you don't know what to expect. Them. I love the over here, though. And as you mentioned, a lot of it doesn't just have to do with great offense, but porous defense. So these teams rank eighth and twelfth, respectively, in goals for 27th and 29th in goals against. That formula just means goals. The total yeah. is set pretty high at seven goals, just like the Leafs Sabres game. But again, I like the over here. It's paying 1.95 to one. Yeah. The teams, they're 28th and 31st in save per, in team save percentage. Devils have hit the over in 19 of 30 games this season. That's 63.3% of the time. So you put all these things together and it just screams goal fest to me, unless it's going to be very uncharacteristic if this game ends up 3-2. The Oilers had that game. They had that game in Long Island the other night where they lost 3-1. This Devils team isn't the isn't your Lou Lamorello Devils team. The Islanders are Lou Lamorello's team yeah. now, right? This Devils team is playing running gun hockey. Um, yeah. So I would expect there to be a lot of goals in this game. I think it's going to be a very exciting game to watch. These teams have combined to score at least seven in seven of the last nine head-to-head meetings. I lo- I'm going to see a lot of... I think we'll see a lot of goals again. And there are a couple player props to watch out for too. Uh, before we get to those, what I will say too is uh, at this point, like, is anybody, like, has anybody really doubted these two teams ability to score this year? It's been all, the problem has been keeping the puck out of the net. So you put those two together and it seems like a recipe for a high scoring shootout. Now, What's your prediction tonight? Give me a score prediction on the game. I think it's going to be four two for the devils. Oh, wow. So you do think they'll hold them. The Oilers have scored just one goal, though, in back-to-back games. You think they're gonna, they're gonna, that drought's going to continue against the Devils? I don't know. I think it's going to be maybe... Oh, you just said it. You do. Yeah, I just said it. I got to lock it in. 4-2. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think that the de- this is a kind of game where the Devils, they're in their kitchen because the Oilers are so inconsistent, especially defensively. The Devils, the big thing for them is they've got depth, too. They can score from all three lines, and even the fourth is pretty good. So that's what I think is an advantage for them. Let's get to your player props, though. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, they do have more depth, but yours don't need as much depth when you have 97 playing for you. And that's the player prop. That's one of the player props I'm focusing on. Been quiet the last two games. They've only scored one goal. Pointless last game. One help for the game before that. I expect a breakout for him from him tonight. Um, 1.95 to one to get at least two points tonight. Another guy I'm watching out for who always gets a point when they score in the power play, which their power play has risen big time from where it was very like lower at the start of the season is Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard is pointless in back-to-back games for the first time this year. Is it going to extend to three games? No. 1.57 to one for Evan Bouchard to get at least a point. And we have two hard trophy contenders competing here. Connor McDavid and Jack Hughes are tied for second in the league in points per game at 1.52. McDavid's the hard favorite at four to one. Hughes is fourth in the Hart Trophy odds at seven to one, so that's a tasty matchup to watch out for as well. A lot of speed there, that's for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, two of my favorite players to watch in the league, and the most exciting that the game has to offer. Um, next up, Vancouver Canucks are visiting the Dallas Stars. Canucks rolling pretty well. The Stars, meanwhile, doing well, but they have Jake Ottinger out, and it's definitely tougher when you have Scott Wedgwood between your pipes. 
it's weird. I mean, Vancouver just keeps winning, man. Honestly, it's hard to bet against them. Dallas has been a powerhouse all year, but mm. Vancouver, Vancouver's like seven one one in December, and every one of their wins seems to be even more convincing. They are firing on all cylinders tonight. I'm not betting on betting against Vancouver anymore. Yeah, I just can't do it. I just they're, they're legit, man. I can't do it. I'm not taking all the over under. It's just they have to go into some kind of funk for me to advise people to bet against them because they just. They just keep winning, like you like you mentioned, seven one and one in December. This team finds ways to win. A lot of that is thanks to excellent goaltending. I think Thatcher Demko will be in goal tonight. And that's where they're going to have the edge in this game because Jake Ottinger, as you mentioned, will be out. Canucks are paying great odds on the money line at two point two five to one, and it's just impossible for me to bet against them right now with all the wins they keep on getting against a lot of good teams. And for a bit of a shocking stat, I had to. Check this twice when it's on. Vancouver's won seven in a row against Dallas. Really? Sometimes a team. That's weird. Sometimes a team just has your number. Dallas has been good for a while now. And Vancouver was bad last year. That's really weird, actually. How many times did they play last year? I'm guessing they paid two or three times, right? Wow. But seven wins in a row. Maybe our producer, Connor, you got me questioning myself. I did check it, and I double-checked it. Maybe our producer, Connor, could double-check I don't know. I believe you, but I'm also like, that's, like, crazy. Like, like because they're not they're not in the same division. So that's, like, continuous two-game Going back for a few seasons, yeah. So I'm going to say to roll with the Canucks, bet the trend. Um, Dallas has won just three of their last seven against teams in playoff position. So they're beating the teams they should, and they're struggling against the teams that are better. Uh, so I like I like the Canucks to win here, and I'm gonna ask you a question here. Yeah, there are a number of players for the Canucks who are having banner seasons, and two of them are favorites in certain trophy odds this season. So Thatcher Demko is the Vesna Trophy favorite at 4.5 to one, and Quinn Hughes is the Norris Trophy favorite at 2.1 to one. Which bet do you like better right now to come season end? Who's gonna take the hardware? Can I say both? Because I honestly think that they're my fate. Each of them is a pretty compelling case. If I had to pick one, though, I would say Demko for the Vesna. I think that it's, uh, I'll say it for this reason. I think that we've seen time and time again the Norris betting is very, very volatile. It is mm-hmm. voted by, and I should, full soldier, I am part of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. So I, I don't know if I have a vote this year, but point being, you get people from a diverse amount of perspectives and all that kind of stuff, right? And with the defense, and remember we saw the Carlson Doughty thing where Carlson that's a historic season, but Doughty still got it. People's perceptions and opinions are all, all out of whack. So that's why, even though Hughes, I think, is still the front runner there, might not seal a deal there. Whereas Demko, when you're trying to make a broader case to a broader audience, how can you bet against what Thatcher Demko has done this year? You can't above expected, save percentage, five on five, like penalty kill, even as a goal. Like he has been a rock for them and this is a goal we've all known was capable of being this good and we're seeing it right now he is a star and elite goaltender in this league and he's having a fantastic season i would take thatcher demko now let me ask you a question george we talked about how crappy the stars have been but do you think this could be a good time to get on the futures market with some stanley cup odds and capitalize on what is a slight dip in them recently yeah i like the stars i like the stars as a playoff team i think they got a lot of depth the one thing I worry about, they have the stud on defense, they have the stud in goal. Is Jason Robertson the stud up front? Is he? Rope, Rope Hintz isn't, I don't believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a good, great supporting cast and a lot of depth. Do they have that stud up front? Most Stanley Cup winning teams have had a stud up front. So 
Can Nick Robertson carry them? They're paying 13 to 1 at BetMGM, so pretty good odds. I think they are I think they're a really good looking playoff team. I just don't know if they have enough to get over the hump. And kudos to our producer Connor. He did confirm Canucks seven wins in a row against Dallas. The last time Dallas beat him over four years ago, November 2019. That's bonkers. Ride the wave on this one. I don't think you should bet against that at all. Mm-hmm. Um Next up, the Montreal Canadiens are visiting the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are red hot. Speaking of teams doing well after coaching searches or coaching changes, rather, they've won six in a row, and they're quite good against Montreal historically as well. They are. So Montreal has been pretty competitive lately. I have to give it to them. They've won a lot of games. They seem to they've taken to Martin San Louis. They seem the team looks like they're playing for them. I just don't think they're a very good team. I think they've got some good young defensemen, but they're very young defensemen. And the Wild are rolling of late. They do own Montreal. They won six in a row against Montreal in nine of their last ten. I like them to win and win big. I like them on the puck line, minus 1.5 goals. So to win by two goals or more, they're paying 2.2 to 1 at BetMGM. Of those nine victories in the last ten against Montreal, seven have come by at least two goals. So recent history suggests that they'll win. And they'll probably win big. They might be getting Jared Spurgeon back on the blue line as well. And I just, they won eight of their last 11. They played really well since their coaching change. So I really like them in this spot here. And honestly, man, like how about, speaking of young defensemen, look at the Brock Faber this year. This Mm -hmm. guy is an absolute horse. He's been playing with Spurgeon. He's been playing like 30 minutes a night. Uh, I am all over him. I think even, you know, forget the Calder. He should be having some outside odds to the Norris this year because he really has been exceptional. And I mean that. Like he's been fantastic for the wild man, honestly. Well, those those would be great odds. But yeah, he's he's chewing up a lot of minutes. Even when he came into the lineup last year after the college season was yeah. done, he it's hard for a defenseman usually to step right into the, an, an NHL lineup and play solid and make an impact right away. And I agree with you. He's done that. On the flip side. A guy on Montreal, a youngster, not a defenseman, but a guy who was the first overall pick, he's struggled to meet expectations so far in his career. Yeah, Gerard Slavkovsky's had a tough kind of, I don't even want to say journey. I think it's been just a kind of a weird, kind of a false start, you know? He started, they, they've resisted sending him off to Europe or the AHL last year. Same thing here now. He looks like a fish out of water a lot of nights, very raw. Even when you put him in top line situations, he doesn't seem to be kind of equipped to capitalize on chances. And I mean, I, I wouldn't bet for him to score anytime soon, personally. Yeah. So this is uh, what I mentioned earlier in the show. This is another under prop I like here. Under 0.5 points pays 1.5 to 1. So again, not the greatest odds, but pretty good chance you're going to hit this bet. He's got one point in his last nine games. Mm-hmm. So if you've bet, been betting him to go pointless, in his last nine games, you've won you eight of nine bets. You're in the money. He's got just eight points in 31 games this season. So I'm all over that one. 1.5 to 1. Throw 20 bucks down, you get 30 bucks back. You make $10 on your money. And it's been a, as close to a lock as you can get lately. Yeah, and I, I think, obviously, in some ways, it's scary because he still is on the first line with Suzuki and Caulfield. But I've actually watched a couple of the games he played with them. And let me tell you. He is not much of a factor there at all. So be weary of those. With them. Yeah, exactly. You have to staple someone there, make them good. They have to yeah. keep up. Um, 
Now, next up, the Ottawa Senators are visiting the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Man, the uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about each of these teams. We have to have a, a talking to with both of them. The Senators are um, like they're making a dumpster fire look like a beautiful ornament. They are just a wreck. <laughs> they are just a wreck. The Colorado Avalanche, meanwhile, man, they got they are a freaking medical table. Like Bakar questionable again tonight. Uh, McKinnon, I think, is good to go, and, and Ross Colton, but they're, I don't know for sure. Um, they've uh, Gerard's now back and healthy, but not playing tonight. I watched, they they lost to Arizona recently on that game. It just, it almost seems like they are, I'm not counting them out or anything, but that the abs are different than what we've known from them. But man, can you really, really bet on the Senators nowadays? You can't. And to add to the, to the avalanche discussion did you see devin taves post game after the blackhawks the loss of the blackhawks the other night yeah jared bednar agreed with him this morning that was agree you do him. not see hockey players i could see a coach agreeing with him what i can't see is a player like that ripping into his thing i don't I, how often do you see that well, Once a year, maybe not even. Teammate, I don't know what's in the water in Colorado because Miko Ranton called out Archie yes. Lesson's dad. So I, I think Miko responds. Yeah. How did Miko respond? Yeah, he scored a nice couple goals. He lit up the board. So I think the Avs are going to respond tonight. I would right. not want to be – if I was any team in the league, never mind the lowly Ottawa Senators, I would not want to be playing Colorado tonight. They're paying 2.45 to 1 on the puck line to win by two goals or more. I love that bet. Taves went scorched earth on his teammates. It's one thing when the coach calls you out. It's one thing when the guy beside you calls you out, the guy you're standing beside in the bench, the guy that takes the ice to you. Devin Taves has a ton of respect in that locker room. So I think the team's going to put forth a really great effort tonight. And, I mean, Ottawa's just putting for them. <laughs> uh, Ottawa's they've lost five in a row. They blew a two-goal lead in Jacques Martin's first game behind the bench the other day. They just seem lost out there. I love the Avs on this one. On top of that, Avs are 12 and 4 at home, sends out 3 and 7 on the road. All the signs point to the an Avs demolition of the Sens tonight. Oh, I think an angry Nate Mack is gonna score a like could score a hat trick tonight. Like I think that oh, yeah. you're gonna see an absolutely dominant performance of Nathan McKinnon. And honestly, it's funny. It's I, I think the word underrated is overused by people like myself, but Nathan McKinnon, I think he's still a little bit underappreciated. Maybe is the way I want to say it in these days, especially the impact that he does. A lot of good pieces on Colorado, but Nate Mack, man, he's the he's the straw that stirs the drink. I love Nathan McKinnon, and I kind of agree with you. I guess part of it is because he's never won a major award other than the Calder. Yeah, he's never won a heart. He didn't win the Conn Smythe when they won the Cup. Kill McCarr did. He's surrounded by great players. Um, Kale McCarr is injured quite a bit, but if I was ranking players on the league, regardless of position, I'd I'd have McCarr above McKinnon. I think Kale McCarr is the, the Connor McDavid of defensemen in the league. Agreed. But Nathan McKinnon's having a spectacular season. He's an unbelievable play, player. He's near the top of the, the scoring leaders. The Avs are in good position, regardless of Devin Taves ripping his teammates after a, lot, a loss. They're in playoff position. You know they're going to make the playoffs. He's a sneaky good bet to win the heart at nine to one odds at BetMGM. Uh, yeah. If you were ranking heart trophy winners this year, he probably wouldn't take it, but he'd be near the top. Like, like we said, you take out the guys who are having amazing scoring seasons that aren't wouldn't be in the playoffs if they started today. You're eliminating Kucherov. You're eliminating McDavid. 
You're probably eliminating, I think, Jack Hughes is out of it too. So who do you have to pick for? Quinn Hughes? Nathan McKinnon? Yep. I mean, 9-1 to one odds? Consider it. And I think it's also like the Avalanche have gone through no shortage of adversity to this year. So I think when you're making the hard case, that takes precedent as well. Um, yeah, another point. Another, another guy, Natushkin, uh, uh, it's been weird in the sense of he was such a good signing for them, like in the kind of the peak of it. Not saying he's a bad one, but you kind of forget about him a bit in like the midst of that stacked Avalanche team. Could this be a night we, we parlay him, George? Yeah, yeah, I like I like him. There's a pre-built same game parlay on BetMGM that has Nichushkin to score, Abs just to win, and over six point five goals. With I think, which I think Abs might score seven on their own tonight. Pays four point five to win. So I like the ad Abs to pump in at least five tonight, and I think Nichushkin is going to be part of that. Absolutely, twenty nine points in thirty games for Valerie Nichushkin. Pretty good. A very underrated player who plays. Tonight's going to be on a line with Miko Rantanen and Nate Mack. That's a pretty stacked first line that will probably torch the country's capital city. Um, moving on to uh, the Flames and the Ducks. Now, it's funny. The Ducks started out pretty competitive, and they're still, you know, they're they're not like Chicago Blackhawks-level territory, but di- taking a bit of a dip. Calgary, low-key, doing better, but they haven't really been good on the road this year. They haven't. I was at I all. was a little surprised by the odds here. Anaheim's at home. As you mentioned, Calgary's been pretty bad on the road. They won five of 17 road games this season. It's around, they're winning about 30% of their road games. The Ducks are paying 2.45 to 1 just to win the game. I know they've had, they have some injuries. They struggle, but they've won two in a row. At those odds, as the home team against a Calgary team that's not really good, Give me the Ducks all day. I'll definitely take this one. The Flames have lost four straight on the road. They have one of the worst power plays in the league. Why not take the Ducks here, especially at those odds? It'd be something if they were the Ducks were hosting Colorado or Vegas or Dallas or a heavyweight Western Conference team. The, the, the Flames aren't a heavyweight anymore. They're not. So I like the, the odds, and I like the Ducks to win here at 2.45 to 1. And also, too, it's like with Calgary, to me, like the thing with the thing that always I think makes me hesitant is like they can find a way to stay competitive in games, but they lack that, that real true talent up front. And we haven't seen from Huberto that can like score, no. score at will or anything like that. Their power plays just brutal. Like it's not even, don't even watch it. It's just not. Well, that's because high. like you said, the lack of talent, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And if they're going to win, they're going to have to play grind style, but they don't even have the pieces to really do that. So it's kind of like a weird mesh of talent um but man the ducks they, they they've been they've been a pleasant surprise this year i think it's a whole yeah like you said they started off a lot better they they went into a bad tailspin before recovering with this two game winning streak but at home at those odds at that mgm 2.45 to 1 against the calgary team that's terrible on the road give me the ducks all day yeah absolutely now our final game is the Arizona Coyotes visiting the San Jose Sharks? A mouth-watering clash of two NHL. Yeah, teams. this is just <laughs> the the dessert, the the main course we were waiting for here. Um, yeah. These are two. How do we say it? Mundane offensive teams, to say the least. Yeah, I'd say that's very, very fair and very accurate description. I like the under here. Under six goals, paying two to one. The line's low. Yeah, the lines are in the over unders for NHL games are usually set at six and a half. Sometimes they're set at seven in games where we expect a lot of scoring, like the Leafs and Sabres and the Oilers and Devils tonight. Sometimes it's set at six. We have teams that are low scoring, like the Coyotes and Sharks tonight. 
But still, I still like the under. These teams met last week. It was a thrilling one nothing Arizona victory. <laughs> so I think we might see more of the same. San Jose has the worst offense in the league. Arizona is also in the bottom half. Arizona has combined with opponents in total just 16 goals in their last four games. So their last four games, there's been an average total of four goals. San Jose, in their last four games, they've combined with their opponents for 19 goals. So they've averaged under five goals per game with their opponents the last four games. I think it just screams under to me. Even though the Lions low, I like the odds at two to one, and I like under six goals here for two teams that just lack scoring. And um, in Arizona's case, has been getting good goaltending this year. And yeah. San Jose has picked it up in the defensive department too since a poor start to the season. Yeah, it's like I think Arizona has nice pieces, but they've never, to me this year, even when they've done well, have struck me as a team that can outscore, like that, that can really just dominate um, in a lot of ways. Because as much as they they score, they're just, as I said, they're just keeping the puck out of their net. So it kind of overshadows that their offense is is okay. Um, right. I I think that also too is. San Jose, the thing with them is since they got off their train wreck start, they've been like kind of 500. They have yeah. kept their games relatively close and lower scoring. So yeah. that's also something to keep in mind too when looking at it. Um, yeah, I would take the under in this game. It was five goals, so. Fair enough. All right, on that note, um, we will sign off here. Thank you very much for listening. Please bet responsibly and enjoy Thursday night's games. Thank you to everyone for listening to the Hockey News Action Show by presented by BetMGM. We'll see you next time.